Hello, and welcome to the Kingdom Builders Podcast. I'm Andrew Denton, and this podcast is for people like you who want to live an all-in life that turns vision into reality. Join me as I talk to inspiring people who are doing just that. So today's guest is a champion of a man. I've only got to know him over the last couple of years, and yet it's like we've been mates forever. We've travelled together, which is always an eye-opener for anybody who wants to travel with me. Now, we're very different in some ways, but totally aligned to the same purpose. Let me introduce my Aussie stroke Italian mate, Sam Raffaracci. Hey, mate, it's so good to be hearing you from him today. Yeah. Hey, Andrew, good to be here with you. Can you start by just sharing a little bit about yourself and, you know, where you're from and what you do? Sure. Um, well, I was born in Switzerland. My parents are from southern Italy, uh, Sicily, so I'm one of the original islanders, you could put it that way. Um, <laughs> I came to Australia when I was eight years old and uh I've been actively involved in church most of my life. I'm uh, an engineer and uh, we, we've started a business in the construction industry about 16 years ago and, uh, yeah, we specialise in flooring and concrete. So that's, that's what I do. That's what you do? Some tell of what I bit, do. Tell us a little bit about your family. My family? Um married to a wonderful woman, Joanna, um, and I have two kids, um, Sophie, 16, and Adam, 13. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. You know, um, in my book, Kingdom Builders, you know, I write about the moment when I first knew I was supposed to be a kingdom builder. You know, what What about you? When did you first realise that what you did for a living could play a part in something much bigger than yourself. In other words, what was the catalyst moment that made you think, I'm a kingdom builder, I'm all in? Yeah, um, it's been a long journey. So for me, from a a very young age, I I basically grew up in church and started in Switzerland, in Zurich. Um, So from a very, very young age, I always knew I was going to be involved in church and have a and run a business uh, but I never knew how the two what the two would look like or if they could even work together so I battled with that in the early years you know um, trying to work how that could happen but for me it came really you know I just tried to do the to the best uh, the best way I knew how but I remember a couple of years ago, listening to you preach at Hills and I heard you talking about kingdom builders and for me personally that moment like I felt like I'd heard most of uh, you know I, I felt like I knew what it was to be a kingdom builder but when I heard you speak that Sunday um, for me that moment it crystallized my thoughts that were could have been a little bit scattered, but it was a point where everything crystallised, and all of a sudden, I'm I was armed with a how, I mm. you know I just got it. That was crystal clear. 
So that was the moment, one of the moments for me, but the main moment, that was definitely it. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, it's um it's is it's it's an awesome awesome time in your life when you find out that real that real purpose, this is who I am and this is what I'm meant to do. And I know obviously for me it that was twenty five years ago, but <clears throat> changed my life forever. And um so I'm sure it's I'm sure it's changed your life too. <laughs> oh, big time, big time because <laughs> You know the who, the why, and the how. Then you know you just got to get down to work and get you know get on with it. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. You know when you think about your journey so far, who are the people in your life that encourage you to live that all in life? How important is it to have people partnering with you? Oh, super important. So. You know, for me, those some of those people, Joanna, my wife, uh, my my kids. Um, Sophie and Adam, who are constantly watching everything we do, uh, and that keeps us accountable. Um, also, you know, uh, our senior pastors, Brian and Bobby, yourself yeah. and your wife, Susan. Uh, my mother, also very inspiring, you know, always praying with me from an early age. Um, yeah, how good is that? Oh, you know, always believing, you know, and instilling faith from day dot. So uh, very powerful. Um, and, you know, other people would be fellow kingdom builders, I suppose. Iron mm. sharpens iron. And, you know, I can be, I've been in rooms with kingdom builders, um, in, you know, in Sydney and overseas with yourself and, you may not know the people, but you've got this common bond, this common goal. Um, it's like a partnership. And, you know, even though I don't know a lot of those people, you step in that room and there's that common denominator and it's it's fantastic. I love it. Um, you know, one thing I learned, we're never meant to be doing this journey alone. So, you know, we need to do it with the right people and, you know, it's critical. I've always thought it's critical to have the right people inputting into your life and also, you know, get pouring it out into the right people as well, you know, staying fluid and having fun along the way. A lesson I, I guess I learned a while back at one of my favourite restaurants is um, had a glass of water in this restaurant and I'd have a sip, drink, drink a portion of it, I'd turn around, keep talking to people and... I turn around, my glass is filled up again. Have another drink and uh, while I'm talking with people on their table and lo and behold, the glass is full again. The waiter kept topping it up. He kept, you know, filling it up. The more I drank, the more he'd fill it up. And I think my Christian, you know, our Christian life is a little bit like that. As we pour out, we get topped up. The more we, the more we pour out, the more we top, you know, we get topped up. So it's critical. Oh, that's such a great analogy, such a great analogy, and it's so critical. Obviously, is who's topping up your water, eh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Selecting who, you, who, who you're listening to, who you're allowing to um, speak into your life, I think is absolutely critical. You know, um, so. You know, it's very, very important that we're, we're putting the right people in our life. And I love the fact that um, the first person you said was your wife, you know. So, um, yeah, vital, 
vital that uh, that our wife is the one who's impacting yeah, very much. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Because there's there's a lot of uh, voices out there, com- you know, competing to get space, you know, and and time with us. And uh, there's you've got to shut a lot of it out and uh, tune into the right voices. Yeah, I do. I think that's that's very clear. I think um, you know we've. We've got to see things for what they are, and they can be distractions. And, um, you know, those distractions taking us away from our purpose. And I think when we uh, understand who we are and whom we are and the purpose behind it, it allows us to be able to say to say no to things. And I've always said to my own kids, it's important to learn how to say no. And we, we think, you know, that as certainly in Christians, we've got to be able to be able to say yes to volunteer to everything, but I, I say to people, I'd rather you did two things well than ten things poorly. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes that distraction is is what the devil's using to weaken us, you know, and so um, great point, mate, great point. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, uh, in, in my book, Kingdom Builders, I talk about Denton's four Ds, um, which is I, I think is essential about making daily, deliberate, disciplined decisions. What are some of your daily disciplines or non-negotiables or, or whatever you want to call them that help you continue living a kingdom builder life, especially when you get tough days? Sure, and they do come. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, let me let me answer it this way. Uh, a while ago, I prayed a, a prayer, um, and that prayer was to believe that every year will be better than the previous year in every way. Um, sounds like a simple prayer, but um, the more the more I thought about it, um, the more I realised if you pray a prayer like that, you need to act. Um, so two things I do know, God is faithful and I can't, and the second thing is I can't live and behave like last year if I'm expecting a better result this year. Yeah. So in the light of that, my non-negotiables are putting God first in everything. Yeah. Uh, you know, I need, and if I put God in first in everything, I need my daily revelation from my Bible readings, which I share with uh, others. Um, yeah. Because that's my daily bread. That's what I need for that day. Um, and sure enough, there will something will pop up that day where I'll need to turn back to that daily revelation, which is going to clarify what I'm going through that day. Um, Some people say it's a coincidence. I I say it's God incidence and you put it (laughs) first, that's the way it's going to be. Non-negotiables, praying with my wife as as much as possible, you know, I, I... it doesn't happen every single day, but as much as possible, and we yep. try. We go for every day where possible. Um, clearly defined goals. Um, mm. We need to know where I'm going. Um, and without them, I kind of feel lost. And if I don't renew them enough, it's just like I feel like I let go of the rudder. The ship's going mm. wherever it's going to go. So, um the clearly defined goals, uh, definitely as well, non-negotiable. Yeah, fantastic, fantastic. What about in your, what about even in your health, health and that? <clears throat> I know that you've gone through a major uh, change in your in your health of recent. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I had a uh, short break, um, like a 10-year break in my exercise programs. Um, yep. So, so, yeah, I didn't do anything for too long, focused on everything else, put on uh, quite a bit of weight and had to go on a journey. I had to make a decision to do all I can and mm. work hard at it and, uh, you know, part of that all I can involved lots of different things but now to the point where, you know, I exercise, do boot camps, you know, four, four days a week and, and train and go hard and train hard and learning to, to really enjoy it. And, and you do it long enough and you see the benefits and, you know, I actually love going to training now. I love exercising. Yeah, well, I mean, I've, I've, seen, I've seen that change in your life and it's been quite radical, you know, and um, I love that because, you know, um, I'm also a believer in exercise, not for the sake of exercise, but for the sake of, you know, we're busy people. We now, we now understand our purpose and um, to do that, we actually need to be fit and healthy. And so, you know, I love that um, you know, you've taken that step in the last six months or so to, um, to really make that a priority. And so you know, I wanted to highlight, highlight that for people because, you know, God promises us to have the, have the all. And so, yes, I think it's awesome that, you know, that you're praying with your wife and that's helping building your marriage. And, yes, you're reading your Bible every day and that's helping you with you for, day, for today. But if you were, you know, really unhealthy and sick and, you know, that, 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 that's not good, you know. And I, I don't think that that's God's will for any of our lives. I think it's his will for us is to be as fit and healthy as we can be, but it does take that discipline, doesn't it? Oh, 100%. Look, it's one thing, one thing I've learned is it's very easy to focus on your strengths and put so much focus on that that you forget about your weaknesses. And, you know, that's one thing that I try and do as much as possible, look at, hey, what am I not doing so well? that can be improved and uh, for me that whole physical training and and, and being fit and healthy was uh, lagging a little bit behind and for a little bit too long and I had sometimes you've got to be honest with yourself and say, hey, that needs to change in my life. What can I do to change it? What are all the things I can do to change it? And, uh, you know, it's, it's no use being disciplined in some things and letting some things go. Yes, I think so. That's the point of discipline, isn't it? I mean, if we were just focusing on the things that we can do well and easily, there's not a lot of discipline required, is there? You know, it's the um, things that are harder for us that, you know, make it, you know, a real a real challenge, you know. And, um, you know, and so, you know, we, we, <laughs> we, uh, we have to sometimes work on, well, I think we actually have to work more on the things that are harder for us uh, because they have the they have the greater result in the end. I know um, I used to say to my wife many years ago when I was a plumber that there was a, one the two things I loved about being a plumber is I didn't have to deal with people or speak in public. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now <laughs> they're yeah. the two main things I do, and I actually love them. Yeah. But at the time. They were probably my weakest thing, and the thing I would probably would have hated to have to do. Mm. And yet, 
you know, I think that we're a whole lot more capable than we think we are, and yet um, it takes us taking that step, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. forward forward, and doing those things. And, you know, I know many years ago, a long time ago, you went to Bible college. You took a big step to go to Bible college. How, how does that, do you reckon, how did that help you today to get you to get to where you are today? Wow. It wasn't that long ago, was it? Um, <laughs> uh, early 90s, uh, our Bible college back then was uh, called Power Ministry School, PMS. So, yeah, <laughs> don't need to say anything on that. Um, look, no, don't go there. No. Well, look, for me, Bible college definitely helped me with my whole journey because um, – Look, I believe when you commit any part of your life to God and follow through, your future basically aligns. It's synchronised to God's plan. So Mm. for me, it was a a critical time. Um, I know it was different for everybody that was there at that time, but for me it was about laying solid foundations. Again, even back then I knew I wanted to be really involved in church and I also knew I really wanted to start a business and, and and go down that path. So it was working that out. So for me, Bible college was brilliant. Um, it was just solid foundations for what was to come later. Yeah. I think that's so important. That's a great that's a great word, foundations. You know, um yeah. Yeah, we've got we've got to have a solid foundation, which is then puts us in a strong position to move forward, you know. And so, um, yes, yeah, so I'm only ever going to encourage people that if they they need to go get more training in the Bible or understanding, yeah, do it. You know, get as much information as you can. I mean, education isn't everything. I can say that because I never finished school and I never went to I never went to university, and I, so I don't have an education at all. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean that I'm not going to promote people having an education. I think it's uh, if it's a good if you can do it, it's a great thing to do. Yeah, look, you know, great memories, and I, I just, you know, for me, like those foundations was what I needed at that time. You know, there were people there, you know, going for other reasons to learn, you know, to to enter full time ministry to, you know, various different reasons. For me, it was just set foundations so that I can build on and whatever it's going to look like, I'd be good to go. So, and yeah, I would highly recommend it. Ah, it's awesome. It's awesome. You know, you mentioned earlier that you've got teenage kids and, um, you know, so what, uh, what have you and Joe, you know, your wife done to teach generosity to your kids? Yeah. <laughs> good question. Um, mm-hmm. well, one, this is one of our goals, that, you know, written down goals as well. Um, so for our kids, our goal is to teach them not just to live life but to live life well. And uh, yeah. to me there's a big difference between the two. So you can just do life or you can live it really well. Um, and that's one of our goals for our kids, uh, to basically multiply what God's put in our hands. Um, mm. So... That generosity for me is something that they, they see the way we live. They see um, how we do life. Um, I can tell them or I can live it. I know they're going to 
learn from one a lot more than the other. So when they see us living like that, the way we live, and that's the way we teach them. By them, yeah. um, for you know, I, I remember several years ago, Adam, my son, he, um, for, it was my birthday. He uh, got an, he had a present for me. He got an envelope and he put all his saved up coins, money into an envelope, and gave it to me for my birthday. And I said, what's all this? And he said, I, I saw Nono, which is his grandfather, my dad, mm. the way he's generous towards you and I see the way you are generous towards Sophie and I and I want to be like that. So he put all his coins, <laughs> his way of showing, you know, to be generous and gave it to me for a birthday present. Um, like, you, you can't. I can tell. My, I can teach my son those lessons, or he can see the way we live. And mm. sometimes actions speak louder than words. Oh, I think actions speak way louder than words. And you know, I've um, I've obviously met your your two kids, and they're fantastic kids. And um, your daughter Sophie definitely, to me, is somebody who um, um, you know, has got an amazing. Um, gift on her life and and I think what she will do in the future will be quite mind-blowing you know like was she like 15 16 you know yeah. and um, yeah. you know to be she she connects into the you know the kingdom builders business connect every every week and um, you know I just see I think well she's she's had it modeled well and truly you know in her life about that generosity and um, it's just such a a fantastic thing to do, you know, and uh, I know in my own kids now to see my, some of my own our own kids as kingdom builders. Yeah, it's a um, it's a pretty cool thing. Oh, you know? look, it's great. And one thing you know we do is we don't just live life with them; we take them on the journey and explain yeah. the journey. So with Sophie, you know, she said, "Dad, I want to start a business, and I don't want to wait till later." So you know, we're planning some of those things out now. I said, there's a business connect that I'm going to zoom into. She said, I, I definitely want to be a part of that. I said, you should be a part of it. Is there an age limit? I said, no, there's no age limit to <laughs> learning these kind of things. And, and she loves it. And, uh, you know, she's got big vision, great goals, and she's going to do extremely well. They both will. Um, but, you know, that's when I say take them on the journey, like, yeah, that's something that I thought would be good for me. So why wouldn't it be good for her? It would be great for her. So she yeah. gets a lot of out of it, you know. And we're very open with our with our kids. The you know you talk about teaching and generosity. We talk about finances uh, with them. We you know specific details. We're happy to share with them. You know we share our wins. We share. Um, you know, what we do, how we do it, what we're earning, so they get an understanding of what we're able to achieve, but also mixed with what they're learning, the God factor, they can achieve far greater. And for, for me, it's important that we teach them how to be generous, but also involve them in the things that we need to stay in tune with all that. Yeah. No, that's fantastic. I remember actually my youngest daughter's 13 this year, but I remember when she was about 
whew, maybe 18, 19, and um, she was working in a job, didn't pay very well, but, you know, she was, she was a, you know, she was generous, she was a giver, and it was half of the house offering. And I remember asking her, just sort of off the cuff, you know, hey, Anna, are you giving to half of the house? And she said, well, of course, you know, like, which is like, which is like one of those questions, like, what a stupid question, Dad. Of course, I'm going to give, you know. Yeah. And I sort of just said to her, say, so, Anna, how much are you giving? And she said, I'm not going to tell you that, you know. That's <laughs> um, between me and God, you know. And I said, oh, okay, cool. But, you know, um, her bank account was was connected to mine, you know, on the ah, internet. There you go. And, um, so I snuck a look, you know, a couple of days later, and i got to say I was a bit shocked at what how much she'd given. And I, a couple of days later I pulled her aside and I said, hey, Anna, I said, you gave a lot of money. You know, I, I don't know whether, you know, you should have given that much. And she said, oh, okay, Dad, so it's okay for you and Mum to take a face step but not me. Is that what you're saying? There you go. There you and go. it was like, oh, wow, okay. Um, yep, touche, you know. So as you as you say, it's it's not about what we say. It's about what we are doing. And, and I, I've we agree with the same. We've always took our kids on the journey with us and um, there's nothing like that to – to bring them for the future. And so what they can do in the future will be uh, incredible, absolutely yeah. incredible. Yeah. Um, one of my chapters in my book is called Faith is Spelled Risk, R-I-S-K. Can you share a story of a step of faith that you've taken, which was a risk, but God miraculously turned up? Yeah. Oh, well, there's quite a few of those. But uh one thing, one thing I know is if you truly put God first um, and you live in God's blessing, you need to respond accordingly. So we choose, you know, we choose, especially during that this COVID period, you know, we choose not to be governed by circumstances or what, you know, the world throws at us or society or um, so we got to, you know, refer back and reset and recalibrate constantly. And for me, you know, that's my Bible. That's my daily revelations that I get. So during COVID, uh, you know the story, Um, during COVID we were, we, I think we stopped work for about three months, quite a few projects uh, pulled up and said, sorry, we can't proceed. And uh, it was a very tricky, hard situation financially, literally no income and still wages to pay for um, our guys. So, um, you know, we know sometimes we know the stories and we just got to live them out. We just got to, you know, we've we've learned the theory and then we just got to put it in a practice. <laughs> um, it, it comes down to that. It's no use knowing the story if you're never going to put it in a practice. So uh, during that period... Um, I remember you were talking about getting some work done at your place and uh, just in general conversation. And I said, we can do that. We can do that. That's what we do. We can take care of that. And uh, I remember we were gladly came. You know, interesting, I don't know if I've ever told you this, I I rang one of my guys um, when we were about to do that that, uh, bit of work at your place and uh, said to him, you know, this is what's going to happen. I know we've got nothing on at the moment, but I'm just going to go and do some work for a friend and I just want to help them out and uh, just bless them with it. 
Um, I'm just putting it out there, not sure how you feel, if you want to come along. And he said to me, why wouldn't you include me in that? He said, mm. of course I want to be there. So he came and, and, and helped me out. So I remember it was uh, we, did, we did that. We did that project and it was at the end of that I, I was um, we just finished up we, I was driving home because I remember I just had a couple of hours there left and I brought my son with me that day um, we were driving home we'd only gotten about halfway home and my phone started ringing um, which was which, which hadn't happened for like literally two and a half months no phone calls for work and it's, that was a problem Halfway home, my phone stops, starts ringing nonstop, and it's uh, the right phone calls. It's the people that I was waiting, hoping to hear from one day. Well, that one day was then. Um, I had T1 builders ringing us up saying, Sam, you know, we've got a this project. Uh, it's quite a, a large project, and I'm going to need it to start straight away. Is there any possibility of you being available and your team to take care of these jobs? And it was such a blessing. I remember you know, we go from nothing and we just do what we know to, to do, use what's in our hand, and, and God turns up. It's that simple. Um, and I've read it all throughout the Bible where God constantly turns up. You just use what's in your hand. And um, I remember watching my Adam, my son's eyes, when he saw those phone calls and he, he knew it was lots of work coming in, he, he just, that moment, I think he, he actually got it. He goes, I get how this works, Dad. You just so first, you honour God. You, you do, you use what's in your hand and, and God's always there. And, uh, yeah, he got it that moment. I definitely got it. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and, you know. How long, how much time's passed? Quite a bit of time. We've been flat out still dealing with the same builders, constantly busy, formed great relationships um, from that moment. Yeah. I mean, from what I understand, you're having you're having a record, record years, record quarters, record turnarounds you've never seen before. Definitely. And, and you know, I, uh, I said before, you know, we prayed that prayer that, um, every year will supersede the previous in, in every way. I remember praying that prayer and then COVID hit and we had nothing for three months and I thought, <laughs> wow, how's this, how's this going to pan out? <laughs> but you know what? It worked out exactly the way we prayed it, regardless of circumstances. Um, yeah. We had the best year. Yes, that's and, right. This Don't year. let the facts get in, in the way of the truth. That's exactly right. And, uh, yeah. you know, like when I say, you know, use what's in your hand, I, I really think it's about seizing. You know, people say seize the day. I believe in seizing the moments because it's yes. the moments that we can miss that yes. can make all the difference. But, you know, in conversation somebody says, oh, look, you know, there's a need for this, there's a need for that. Well, that that moment you can choose to meet the need or focus on something else. So yeah. for me, it's about seizing the moments and trying to be present in all those moments. Mm. Really be I think that's, that's, that's exactly it, being present, having our spiritual eyes and ears open so we don't miss the opportunities. I believe that 
what happened is you positioned yourself and the opportunity came along. Yeah. And I think that's what God's just waiting for men and women who want to I mean, be willing participants and they put their hand up and say, all right, God, I'm in. And then the opportunities come. It's funny about that, isn't it, how it works, you know? Oh, yeah. That's amazing. You know, like when you think of it a lot from a sporting perspective, you know, like I watch a lot of football or soccer, um, if you don't position yourself or start running in the right direction, expecting the ball and expecting to score a goal, it's not going to happen. No. You can sit on the back line and and think about all the right things, but it's not going to happen there. You need to be on the move and positioned. So, yeah, what you're saying spot on. That's fantastic. Such a cool story. All right, what final advice would you give to someone who's listening right now to this podcast and they're thinking about becoming a kingdom builder. Well, oh, there's this great book I read recently. Um, I think the, the first thing is make a start, read kingdom builders. Read your book. <laughs> you know, to me, that, that book is that message I originally heard, which for me solidified, crystallised. Everything became crystal clear when I heard it because there were all lots of little topics that I'd heard previously, but when you spoke that message, you brought them all together in a way that was relatable and uncomplicated. So Mm. what what advice, I'd definitely say read that book that you wrote, Kingdom Builders. It's, uh, yeah, Um, it just articulates everything brilliantly and simplifies it. Um, Another thing would be use what's in your hand. You know, that's that's what I, you know, constantly use what's in my hand. This is what I've got. These are my resources. This is what's available to me, and that's what I'm going to use. Um, God's given us all gifts and talents. That's what we've got to multiply. It's no, mm. it's, there's no benefit in looking at other people's uh, gifts and talents because that's not what's uh, there for you. Yours could look totally different. So yeah. what's in your hand and why not multiply? Why not multiply those gifts and talents and finances? Fantastic. Why yeah. not? Yeah, well, yeah. it's like that glass of water that I was referring to at uh, that favourite restaurant of mine. If you drink, and, and you'll get replenished. You'll get topped up. If you leave yeah. it all there, it'll stay as is. There's, no, there's, no, there's no requirement for a top-up if, you if you're not consuming it. Well, Sam Referacci, thank you so much for um, your testimony and your input here. I believe that... Uh, that it would have uh, inspired many people. And so um, thanks, mate, for uh, your time tonight. Really appreciate it. God bless. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you, Andrew. Thanks for listening to the Kingdom Builders podcast. Join me for another all-in story in the next episode. Share this podcast with a friend. And for more resources, visit kingdombuildersbook.com.